0: It is worthy to be praised we thank you for your presence lord we thank you for your grace and your love and your power that is towards us heavenly father may the eyes of our hearts and our minds and our very soul lord appreciate lord my god acknowledge father god who you are to us who you've made us to be to you we pray lord for the spirit of wisdom and revelation increasingly and progressively so to our lives to our hearts and our minds Lord we embrace you Lord we welcome you and we say come Lord spirit of the living God move in this place move in our hearts move in our minds move among us and move within us and move through us we pray holy are you Lord there is none like you just welcome him. Welcome him to sit upon the throne of your heart now. Won't you just lift your hands and lift your voice, and lift your soul to him. Lift your eyes to the hills from whence cometh your help. Open yourself. Let the King of glory come in. Let him have entrance. Let him hold sway in the courts of your heart and your life. Consecrate yourself right now to him. the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We just want to welcome you all today to Destiny City. How many people know that Father is here? Our Heavenly Father is here. Praise the Lord. Just before we go to the Word of God, I just want you to just take a couple moments just to greet two or three people and Tell them ever so specially. Just let them know that their heavenly father is here right now with them. He's right here with us. Praise the Lord. Just take a moment, great couple of people. Come on, tell them the Father is here. Our Father, our Father who are in heaven is here hair. here Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. not we just take the word of God today, we want to go to the book of Philippians, chapter 3. Amen. God, our Father in heaven, truly inhabits the praises of his people. The Bible says he's ever present. Ever present. And we're grateful for that. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. Amen. When you're there, can we just go ahead and just stand for the reading of the word? And the word of God reads thus it says, Therefore, somebody say, Therefore. Let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, have this view, have this perspective. And in if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind or view. Let's pray father in the matchless wonderful beautiful name of our lord and savior jesus christ we come to you and as we are gathered around your word today we pray lord by the express will purpose and design of 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 your holy spirit we pray that you would speak lord speak to our inner man we pray for the grace to hear to accept and to embrace and to discern that which the spirit of god speaks to our lives and our hearts speak lord clearly Use me, Lord, to minister your grace, your word, your truth to every man, woman, and child in this place, myself included. We pray for divine inspiration here right now in the precious, wonderful name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Before you're seated, I want you to just turn to two people and say to them, we need you need to have a mature perspective. Amen. And you can go ahead and be seated. Amen. We're continuing the, see, the series that, that we're on um, titled or themed Kingdom Living. And as I was just mentioned just now, the title of today's message is called A Mature Perspective. And we've just read Philippians chapter 3 verses 15-16. I want to start by saying this, that the Bible for the most part predominantly encourages the saints, believers, the lights of you and I to have a type of renaissance. a a upgrading uh, to our outlook or view on life the bible calls us to evaluate many times and to align adjust our perspective to fit with our new identity how many people know that if you're if you're someone new you can't walk with the same outlook of the old person Uh, things have to be upgraded to fit with who you are now today and the Bible says that we, we ought to encourage us all throughout the Bible, really for the most part, to adjust, to upgrade, and align how we think, how we view things, how we view our state, uh, so that's in alignment with our citizenship as saints and children of God. Uh, Galatians chapter 4 talks about how when we, prior to being saved, prior to coming to know Christ, we had a childish or, 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 or a, a slave-like mentality or mindset. A slave mindset is a, a slave. If anyone's been a, enslaved for any period of time, or if anyone lives in a certain state of mind for for a period of time, how many people know that mindset becomes entrenched, and you be and you and you have and you are liable to keep thinking like what you were previously, even though now you are in a new place and someone new. The the the. It is, it is more we are prone to keep thinking like the old person, to viewing things like the old person. And the Bible speaks about this when God talks about when something new, he brings something new to our lives. It can't fit or it is incongruent. It's not going to synergize or flow with an old wineskin or with an old mentality. Galatians chapter 4 verse 3 says, So also we when we were children... We were enslaved under elemental, under uh, elemental spirits of the world. Somebody say enslaved. When we were children, we were enslaved. The Bible says under the, the elemental spirits of the world, or ever versions will say under worldly or elemental principles. But then the Bible goes on to say, but when the fullness of time came, God sent out His Son, born of a woman born under the law in order that he might redeem those under the law in order that we might receive an adoption. And because you are sons or children of God, God sent out the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So previously the Bible says that when we were children, we we, we were slaves, but God sent his son at the right time into our life, into your life, into my life. and, And all of a sudden now, having no... We've been promoted. We've, been had a, we've had a change in our identity. We have the Spirit of God living within us. And He gives us the, the, the assurance now that we can cry out to God as Father. Somebody say Amen. amen. So we see here uh, in Galatians that at one point we were children who were enslaved under elemental forces or elemental spirits of, the, of this world. So we see now that with salvation which comes through Christ, comes emancipation, comes a freeing, comes a promotion of status, comes freedom, to be all who we were meant to be and to be free from the elements or the forces of this world. Somebody say, elements of this world. That's an interesting phrase there in Galatians 4, where Paul begins to talk about the elemental spirits or elemental forces. And when I looked it up, I found out that it's, it's a Greek word called stoichia. And many you people know we need sometimes, to, when something intrigues you, that, you know, we want to look into it and find out really, what's really going on here? This, what is this elemental force? And there's, so I found out it's a Greek word um, which is pronounced stoichia. And stoichia means, uh, means effectively it's a, it's, a, it's a level of existence, amen, that and what Paul is talking here is that we were enslaved under a level of existence. Now, this Greek word stoichia, amen, uh, um, is, is coming from a word called stoichian. And stoichian originally meant in the Greek, it meant, uh, it meant something simple, something elementary and basic, like ABC 123. And the word originally meant. Uh, um, you could have a stoichia of soldiers or a line of soldiers. Nice and just a simple line. Somebody say a simple line. A simple line. But then the word began to mean, it began to evolve um, to mean ABC, the, 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 the basics, the elementary things of life. ABC, one, two, three. Amen. So it, it began to mean, stoichia began to mean something basic, something, something. Simple and something elementary. It began to take it, and it began to speak about the 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 the, the basicness of life. That this is how life is. Uh, You've heard of karma, amen. People say, "What goes around, what comes around." That means stoicheia. It means you. You've heard, uh, and and means this. And so, what it basically means is, this is what life is like. And Paul is saying that before you and I got saved, and, and even the world got saved, that we were living under an elemental force, spirits, or a law, or a principle that everyone bought into. And this principle enslaved us. It kept our mindset enslaved. It, it's how, we, it's how p- normal people think, stoi here. What you got is what you got. You ain't gonna get any more if you don't have this in your life, stoy cheer, Then you cannot achieve this. You won't become that. If you don't, it's, it's A, B, C. It's it's like a row of soldiers. It's, 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 you know what? If you don't, if you do bad, then bad's gonna happen to you. Come on, somebody. If you're not perfect, then don't expect the best results in life, stoy cheer. Are you getting what what I'm, what I'm what I'm trying to say? What God is trying to show us? It's simple. And, and, and what Paul is, what Paul is saying is this, this elementary uh, philosophy prevailed in the, in, in the world's mindset and, and our mindset. But then the Bible says that, that we were enslaved under this mindset. But when Jesus came, are you hearing me now? Amen. When, 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 when Jesus j- j- came, we were redeemed. Amen. In the fullness of time, God sent his son. And now we can cry out now to God as Abba Father. What it's saying there is that is, is Stoich here would say karma. You've got nothing else coming to your life except what you got. Uh, what what little you got is what is, what is all you're going to have and you can't expect anything. You can't expect to graduate or to be elevated or to get a breakthrough or a change in your life or to see things really, really drastically, fundamentally, revolutionally change in your life. What Whatever you got on your plate before you in life is what you're going to have to eat. Are you hearing me? Stoy cheer. So the Bible now says that when Jesus came, things change. All of a sudden now, we are no longer enslaved to this elementary, basic, fundamental, simplistic law. How many people know that when Jesus came, when God sent Jesus, He sent grace? Grace is God's goodness, God's glory, God's provision, God's love, God's salvation to a generation of people, to you and I. How many know grace is what we don't deserve? Stoichia says you will get what you deserve. That's what Stoichia says. Grace says you're going to get what you don't deserve. How many people know we don't deserve all the goodness that God has brought to us? Amen. There is a change. There is a change. And the thing is, is when you've been enslaved for so long, like I said previously, it's hard to shake off the shackles of an old mentality. It's hard to shake it off because we still walk around and and think, we, we, we can't think beyond our enslavement. Because you don't have this going for you. You ain't got that going for you or no one is doing this for you or this has not been provided for you so automatically we start to tabulate and calculate according to our enslaved mentality but the bible says in the full when god comes things change you don't have to think uh, you and i don't have to think under that old element you see how it become how, how it became a master to us Amen. God says, listen, I will elevate you. I will do things for you. Amen. Not even based on who you are or what you got going for you. Oh, praise the Lord. You didn't hear that. Amen. I will elevate you and promote you according to grace. My grace. It's, It's not about what you can do. It's not about what you can manipulate, what you can make happen. It's just about your availability for God to do something in your life. The Bible says, by grace, you've been what? Saved. Yeah, not by works, amen. It's by grace you've been saved through faith, not by works, not of yourself, amen. So that no one can boast when God says, I, I've blessed your life and I'm gonna and I'm doing and I'm aiming to do something incredible through your life. Come on, somebody, how many know our enslaved like mentality begins to look at stoichi. What we got lined up? A, B, C. One, two, three. Can this happen? Do I have the education? Do I have the resources? Do I have the Do I have the provision? Are you hearing me? We. It's hard to shake off slavery. Oh, praise the Lord! Are you Are you hearing me? So Paul is saying we got We got to hear that there's a new way. Something new is taking place in our lives. And we have to, and the Bible is basically telling us there has to be an upgrade in our thinking. You can't keep thinking karma, what goes around, comes around, this is where I'm at, nothing else is going to happen for me, what life is given to me, I can only aim this far or that far, and nothing else can really break through for me. I can only see this far, are you, are you hearing me? That's story Grace says that you are a chosen people. Praise the Lord. A holy nation. You are God's special people. Come on, somebody say Amen. And you that you may declare the praises of him. Come on, somebody. Grace says that you are no longer strangers nor nor, nor foreigners, but you are fellow citizens and saints. Woo! Hallelujah. You are a special person. You are a child of God. You belong. You are a child in the kingdom of God. You have been translated from out of darkness into the kingdom of light. Once you were a sinner, but now you are a saint. See, so so we can't go no further till you, you get this right, until you know who you are. Are you, are you hearing me? Colossians 3.2 says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. How many people know enslaved thinking wants to keep us down here, terrestrial and pedestrian, walking around, looking at life, looking down, but the Bible says, set your mind on things above. Set your mind on what, 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 on God and the things of God that He has for you. Are you hearing me today? Philippians chapter three, verse twenty says, "For our conversation, your, our citizenship is a what? A heavenly one. In other words, in other words, you, 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 you do not transact no longer with with this world. You have a direct relationship. You have a direct connection with heaven. That's your citizenship." When, when, when things are, 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 are happening, amen, you pull out your visa, you pull out your, your, your heavenly passport, or whatever you've got to pull out, you, call, you pull out your, your J-card. Let me know what the J-card is. That's your Jesus. I'm a child of God. Come on, somebody. You pull that out and say, listen, I'm a child of God. Amen? So that is your citizenship. So there is expectation from heaven that you and I are just, we align are thinking with the narrative that the word of God says and there's expectation of God that we become more and more and think more like kingdom people who are part of the kingdom of God amen Romans 12 2 says be ye what transformed be ye transformed but by what the renewing of your mind then you will do what test or prove the good pleasing, perfect will of God until a mindset is renewed. Amen. Renewed. Then there comes no transformation. Then when there is transformation, then there is the fulfillment and the manifestation of the will of God. God's good, pleasing and perfect will for life. It only comes about after transformation. And transformation only comes about after there is a renewing of the mind. An upgrading of the mind. Many people think just because they get born again that they don't have to do nothing with their mind. Amen. Yes, and everything gets born again except your mind. Amen. The mind is all this. How you used to think. How you used to feel about things. How you, how, how you look at things. That has to take some decluttering. Some sweeping out some dusting out, some cleaning out. Can you say amen? Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. He said, when I was a child, what did he say? I taught like a child. I fought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a what? A man. I put childish, that's right. I put childish what? Away. Have you ever said to a big person, why don't you grow up? Have you ever said to a big person, why don't you grow up? You see, sometimes, let me tell you something. Maturity doesn't come by just Aging, it does not come by just being reaching 18, 20, and 25. Or, so listen, for some people, maturity doesn't even come when they're 70. I, 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 are you hearing me? Amen. There are some people, amen, that as far as the Bible is concerned and the Word of God is concerned, they, they could be 80 years old and they have not yet matured, and we're going to see why. Amen. Paul said, Paul, Paul says, When I was a child, I fought like a child. I I, I, I taught like like a child, and I reasoned, I I worked things out like a child. But when I become a man, so maturity is not not something that you even, that that is not even something that just happens to you just because you're big, just because you've got age, amen. The Bible tells us that maturity, amen, has to be enforced, that decisions have to be made, amen, Concern you. It has to be enforced, and decisions, listen, you know what, I'm too big for this foolishness now, it's time for me to make some change. I, I, are, you, are you hearing me? That's when maturity comes. Amen. And it comes to all different ages. Come on, somebody. I, 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 I didn't even start growing up. Start, start growing up. I'm still growing up. Amen. Till I, was, till I was after 30. Praise the Lord. Amen. Maturity is something that has to be enforced. It, it comes by somebody, somebody say, you sure? I heard that, you know. I'll speak to you afterwards. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So maturity, Paul said, when I become a man, when I realize, hey, I'm too big for this, man. I need to start putting this stuff away. That's when maturity happens. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, don't, 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 don't think you're a big person, you know. Just because you have age doesn't mean you're mature. Go on, tell him. Paul says, when I become a man, I put, I put the ways of childishness behind me. My perspective, my outlook on life, he says, has changed now. But he had to enforce it intentionally. Amen. He didn't just grow up and mature. He said, when he realized, hey man, things, my, where, the context of my life, where I am, come on somebody, watch this. The context of your life, where you were, where you want to get to, and more importantly than anything, where you are today. Is where decisions and choices have to be made in terms of maturity I, are you hearing me life is paul paul was saying life's different now the, the when christ came into my life the context of where i am who i am what what i planned what i was thinking about how i was was thinking them it all has to change and be aligned with a kingdom philosophy somebody say kingdom minded how many know we gotta put Put away what we, were, what we were raised with, some of the slave, enslavement mentality. But we've got to be able to recognize it. And even if you can't recognize it, better than recognize it, you've got to recognize truth and accept truth and embrace truth. Because sometimes you can't, ever, you can't always tell what's fake and what's a lie until you know the truth. Are you hearing me? They train people to find false notes. Those of you who used to pass them out back in the day. They they train they don't give people false banknotes and say, "Here, feel this. Know what something false feels like." You know what they do? They give them the true note This is what the real thing feels like. And they make them get so used to the truth, to what's real and to the truth. They get so familiar with the truth. That when the lie, when the falsehood comes along, they say, "Uh uh-uh, that don't feel right. Are you hearing me? So at the, at, the, at the end of the day, the best thing that you, that you and I can do, amen, is to bury ourselves in the truth, to get familiar with the truth. Come on, somebody, and get so familiar with the truth that we come to know the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So when the lion devil brings a lie, he brings something false, amen, you don't have to study something else, a lie, to find out, how, how, you know, to find out about it. The only thing you need to study is what? The truth. Anytime you know the truth, you'll spot the lie. It's only when you don't know the truth about something that you... Anyway, praise the Lord. You know where I was going with that one. Amen? So the Apostle Paul here, says, just prior to addressing the saints and telling them, he says, those of you who are mature, meaning that possibly there's a few in the church or his church that were immature. Amen? Before, just prior, 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 Prior to that, he he, he he was saying that there, there, there are elements of ch- childishness in here. So he was dealing here with a mindset now, trying to get them to adjust some of their mindsets. Now, this is not the only place in the Bible where he highlights, um, in the Bible that highlights a mindset, a shift in our changing and an alignment that we need to adopt and embrace. Amen. This is just... A, two or three that we're going to look at today because as I said previously, predominantly that's what the Bible deals with, trying to upgrade, renew our minds so that as kingdom people, we think kingdom mindedness, amen, because we've been so long in darkness, so long in slavery, amen, living under certain elements and principles that when we come into the church, we bring that same thinking, we bring the same thinking that we had that 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 the world gave us those principles those elemental forces that made us think, act, respond. Come on, son, a certain way. And just because we get saved and we're now children of God, and we're born again and we're new people, does not mean that we're going to think differently. That is something that has to be in that that has to become a discipline. How many know what discipline is? You, how many know you don't just go to the gym and stand around and look at the weights <laughs> and, and expect to get muscles like John over there? Amen? How many know it, it, you've you got to break a sweat? How many, how, many know you, you, how many people bought a running machine before? How many of you bought bicycles before and then sold it on eBay? Or, or it's still there all dusty? How many people you bought... You bought how, many, how many diets... Amen. Atkinson, this I don't know who, whoever I don't know what, what's their names. Who? Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Hel- Herbalife. Herbalife. Okay. Yeah, her 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 Herbalife. How, how, how and how many people do you know? Right. Always tell you that one it didn't work. You know the diet works. It's the what didn't work was the discipline that we didn't put into it. I, I are you hearing me. Praise the Lord. Now we're getting somewhere. So Paul here, in this text here, he gives us, he raises up a couple points for us of how some, are, some of our, where our mindset needs, needs to shift. Amen. Doesn't matter how you think right now. What matters is what God shows you and that's what's got to be embraced. Are you hearing me? And you don't have a choice either. Let me tell you why you ain't got a choice, right? Because sometimes, you know, we think we could come in God's presence and look at the word of God and, and do like cherry picking. You know, like how, how the EU is trying to handle Great Britain when it comes to Brexit. Yeah, and they're trying to, yeah? they're trying, they're trying to say, oh, well, you want the best parts of the EU and, and, um, and, and, and you want to pick this out and pick and pick this out. And poor Theresa May, they're giving poor Theresa How many people you follow politics, what's going on in your world, in your country? You should do because you should be praying for Theresa May and and our government. Oh, praise the Lord! Because whatever happens, is going to do what? It affect us. That's what saints are supposed to do. Hey, man, we're supposed to know the times and the seasons so we can. How many people? How many people? How many people? Who who runs this country? What party runs this country? Who? The Conservatives. Somebody said the Women Party. (laughs) You see. Therein lies the problem. The church should be running the country. Our prayers should be influencing. If there's one thing we should be praying for, is what affects us. Jeremiah 29 says, pray for the peace of, the, of, of, of Jerusalem or the place where you live. For in its peace, you will have what? Peace. Second Timothy or, or, or also pray, pray for the rulers and those who are in authority, so that what? So that you, the church, should be able to live peaceably and and preach the gospel. Come on, somebody is when the church don't pray that. The, I mean, but you know that when we don't pray, what happens? If we're not enforcing something, the Bible says that that, that the days, Ephesians four, that the days are what? The days are evil. The number two, amen. It says It says that the church should be redeeming the time, for the days are evil. Amen. Evil is a natural thing in this world. Amen. If you and I don't pray for something, evil just is allowed to just flow. Amen. Let me tell you you something. Holiness and the power and the grace of God doesn't just happen. Somebody has to enforce it. Somebody has to take territory. Somebody, come on, somebody, has to stand in the gap. Amen. Make up the hedge and and intervene to stop wicked things from happening. The reason why... A lot of evil things that happen is because the generation, the church that God has raised up is not praying enough. They're not intervening enough. Come on, somebody say amen. So, let me tell you something when it comes to, to the word of God. You and I, as saints, shouldn't give ourselves an option to reject. Are you hearing me? The, the, that verse there says, verse 15, Philippians three fifteen, it says, Nevertheless... Now verse, yeah, verse 15 it says, and, and it says, therefore let us as many as are mature have this mind, have this view, have this perspective and if in anything you think otherwise, what? God will reveal even this to you. If you think different to what the word of God tells you God will reveal it to you. Not Oh, you can just ignore it. No, you got to stick with it. you got to stick with it until you get it. You, you and I have got to stick with it until we... Until we come on, somebody. It's like... when Anybody ever been to school? You know when you go math and they've they got this, like, Pythagoras theorem or X is equal to Y and Z or whatever. Or anyway, and praise the Lord. Or, or factorization. You know, these mass sums, all these trigonometry stuff. And you're there scratching your head. And, you know... That's the answer, but you don't get it. You don't know how you get there. How many people know you've got to stick with it till you get it? Amen. Because you know that two and two uh, amen times 320 equals so and so, but you can't, you still ain't got out the workings yet. But how many people know the answer is the answer? Amen. You've got to keep with it and that's and keep with it until you understand it, until you get it. That's how we need to approach the word of God. When you when you are not hear the word of God and it's uh, too too much, uh, too much uh, too much we have not, like just because we don't get it we walk away and reject it. How many people know you're supposed to stick that? You're supposed to let God get it to you. Come on, that's right. That's what I want to hear. Amen. Somebody's getting it. You don't just reject it just because you don't get it the first time. Paul says, you know what? I expect God to show it to you, but the thing is, we are got to be ready to learn it and get the revelation. Amen. All right, very, 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 very quickly, amen, because uh, a lot of time passed with our praise and worship, and what a blessed praise and worship experience where we met with God, amen. Thank you, Jesus, for meeting us, amen. Hallelujah. So Paul says there's a couple uh, mindset upgrades uh, that, 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 that I want you to, to have, and how many people know if you don't get it, you need to stick with it till you get it. And the first one that, that, that God placed in my heart is that we need to know what the prize is. We sang a song today. How did that song go? I press towards the what? The prize. I press towards the prize of the. I, you know, what? that song was on my heart this week. I was how do they know to sing this? Praise the Lord. They must be in tune. Oh, I mean, I'm in tune. I'm in tune. I'm in tune too. Amen. But, but they say, I press towards the what? Yeah. I press towards the mark. Amen for what? Amen. Uh, Paul, another word is the prize. I press towards the prize of what? The high calling. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So it says in verse 14, Philippians 3:14, he says, I press on towards the goal, amen, for the prize of the what? Yeah, the high calling or the upward call of God. One version says the high calling of God. Another version says the upward call of God. And 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 many 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 times we can think that the prize of the high call what is the prize what is the prize you see many times we can think that the prize is something that is is, that's going to come at the end amen and there is a prize of fulfillment just like eternity but how many people know the the bible says the prize of the upward or the high calling of god he says i for the prize of what the high calling the prize, the prize, our mindset should be this, that the prize, the prize, the goal, amen, that I want to press toward is, is what? The call of God, answering the call of God. What does it mean to answer the call of God? It means to be living a life that is transacting and engaging with the Lord. Oh, you didn't hear me. That is the call. Somebody say, that is the call. That 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 is that is the call, amen. To be to be responding to God, to your heavenly Father. To be hearing God, hearing what He's saying to your heart, what He's saying to your spirit. Then obeying God. Are you tracking with me? Because we we need to catch this. Because we're not into entertaining the church, amen. We say that forever. Church, we're into entertaining. I don't know. We need to come to church to learn. Jeez, Lord, Too, you know what I. I spent too many years myself, Amen, tapping in and tuning into messages to be what, entertained to feel the power of God, Amen, Amen. We, 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 we. If there's one thing we should be coming and reading the Word of God for is it, to learn, to be equipped. Are you here? Because i do even know you could get. even know you can get entertained. Hollywood entertains us, and they don't get you nowhere. And 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 ch- uh, church, we could have a mentality. You will see where we're just entertained, and when you when you're exploring. To just come into church where you're just entertained you, uh, and you're not looking to learn something, to implement something, to internalize and take something and put it into practice in your life. You just want to have a good, nice experience, feel a bit free, jump around. You have fallen into a trap and a snare because that is not the call of God. That's a false call. Uh, let, me, let me tell that. anybody have a, heard of a, a, a duck call? You know, when I was studying this, I got this vision in, in my mind when I was just seeing that of, of this guy this, with his finger in his mouth and he's blowing it, and when he, he blows it, it went quack, quack. So I started to look up what a duck call was, amen? And they had this, uh, or, and I found out, check this out, that, they, that, that what hunters do when, when they're hunting a certain type of duck that flies, amen, uh, like a mallard. duck. Listen, how, many, how many people know, anybody here have been duck hunting before? Except to the Chinese, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. People actually go duck hunting that's not in the, Chi- it's not in, in the Chinese. And they, have, and they buy these things uh, which makes a sound that, like a duck or something to scare them so they fly up and shoot them. But there's actually fi- uh, a, a duck called, uh, um, called a call duck. This is a duck that's been compromised. This is a duck that, that has been been, been been bred. Amen. That has been bred to, to 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 look like the ducks that they're after, to make the same sound as them. And they put this, and this, but this duck is grounded. Are you hearing me? This duck has a mentality where it's it's it's, it's enslaved. It does not fly. It does not try to be all that it's been made to be. It does not try to fulfill its destiny. So this duck is called a cool duck. And what the hunters do, amen? They put this duck on. unarmed at the ground and set traps around it and this duck begins to make a sound make a call amen so when when the ducks the real ducks that they're after are flying above this duck begins to make it's called a call duck begins to make a sound and when those that are flying hear the sound they start to fly towards it and droop, droop down to to the call duck and then bam they're caught ain't that like church sometimes amen they got a few christians out there amen And we make a certain sound a religious sound amen and we run our church service and we and we do this and we say we're christians we come and we go and all of a sudden all of these ever ducks these ever christians that are are flying around we flock towards this core duck and all of a sudden we're we're sitting down and we're thinking and we're thinking that we've heard the call of god but it wasn't it was a trap a trap to religion to ritualistic tradition it's not even a true call so because i mean no that was not a call upwards that was not a call a high calling but that was a low calling nowadays these days in churches all you hear is the low calling paul said that the calling should be a high calling but most of the times we're going to hear about The call to be rich, the call to have this money, the call to this type of life, and the call to that type of life. How many people know we had that call when we was unsaved? We was running with that when we were unsaved. I ain't saying there's nothing wrong with that, but there is actually a higher calling. Paul said, God called me to do what? To turn the Gentiles, to turn a generation from the power of darkness and bring them into the kingdom of God, to the power of God. That's a high calling. How, How can there be anything more important than that destiny city? Come on there, come on! Don't, 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 don't get, I ain't preaching against riches. I ain't preaching about against wealth. I'm not preaching against about having stuff and all. come people know you need to have stuff to help people have stuff. Amen. But, but many times that that that, that call, if you're listening to to, to 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 society, Christianity, we need to be careful at some of what we're hearing because some of those calls that are going out there is not the true call of God. It's supposed to be a high call. Amen. To know God and to make him known. The call to relationship with God. And as we're having a relationship with God, you want to make him known. That's why I'm so pleased. Hallelujah. Amen. We're 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 putting back on track amen our, 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 our winsome campaign and our mega services and we're going to be encouraging each each other so if we'll be praying for the lost and praying for our loved ones and we've got a, a time of prayer and fasting that's up and coming very very shortly where we're actually everyone's gonna be praying for your prayer need and you'll be praying for my prayer come on somebody that's our high calling to make a difference in other people's lives amen to usher in the grace of god jesus said listen oh jesus didn't give us power just to go and follow what we was doing before in the world are you, are you hearing me? Because that, 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 the power wasn't for that. The power wasn't for that. He said the power was to what? Make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. That's what the power was for. Come on, somebody, to get people to start having their own personal relationship with God. You know what? I I, I I had a dream two two nights ago, man. I I, I I and I was in this church, and and the church was packed. Come on, somebody! I so said, the church the church was packed. It wasn't filled, but it was packed. There was still and the seat ordinarily, a lot of the seats were filled up, but not all of them were filled up. And I was over there. To on the left and i'm going what church am i in because i wasn't able to, to do anything things were just happening inside the church and people were doing things and then after the dream I'm going, whose church was that what church was that and when i have a dream sometimes from the lord I said i gotta try and figure it out and i'm saying god whose church was that what church was that and he goes, that's the church that you go to and i said what are you talking about i weren't there behind the pulpit i wasn't doing this Now, how could it be my church and i was over there and i felt kind of like put to the side you know what i mean come on <laughs> and god was saying no i'm gonna do something in this church that's never been seen before it's the people i'm gonna the church is gonna start reaching the world the people themselves are gonna start reaching the world because i'm gonna start ushering them and bringing them into the high calling that i have for them you see see many times there's this false duck call that says come and sit in the seat and just listen and then go home see you next week amen Oh, praise the Lord! Somebody say, "I'm, I'm answering the, the real call of God." So you see, so so, so, so what, that's what happens. Sometimes the devil grounds saints and Christ, and Christianity, and those he grounds, they start to make a sound and get other Christians to come there and be grounded with them. Oh, are you hearing me? Somebody says, "Upward call." Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Mindset number two that we, we need to, to, be, to, be, to be, you know what, let's, let's get that straight. We need to be f- focused on souls. 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 Amen. Being conduits of the grace of God. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God. And all the other stuff, terrestrial, pedestrian stuff, will be added what? Added to you. Are you hearing me? Amen. That's how we're supposed to live in the kingdom. That's the, Paul said, this one thing I do. So we need to be focused on our own personal relationship with God and helping others connect with God. Somebody that's that's a high calling. Praise the Lord. Point number two. Anything that the world gives you, plaudits, accolades, certificates, degrees, etc., fame or fortune... When you're mature, you're supposed to like say, that's nothing. You've got to count, you got, you got to calculate, tabulate in your heart and your mind, that's nothing. That's rubbish. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing me? Paul says this in Philippians chapter 3, because remember at the start of the verses, he says, Therefore, those of you who are mature, and, and I remember my, 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 my pastor always used to tell us, Amen always check out what the therefore is therefore. So when you see therefore, you think, why is that therefore, therefore? So the other way to find out why the therefore is, what the, why the therefore, is therefore is to backtrack and read, amen, the previous set of texts. Then that will tell you why the therefore is therefore. <laughs> amen. Did I confuse myself? Yes. Therefore, let's move on. So, Previously to this, Paul writes this, he says, if anyone else thinks to put confidence in the flesh, Philippians 3, 4, he says, I can do so more. So he says, listen, if anybody man, has anything that could boast about and brag about, it's me. Amen. I'm not going to read all, all the way through it for, 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 for time. And he goes out to list this list of accolades and achievements and degrees and certificates and you know and and his his legacy and his his heritage and whose family he come from and where he was educated and where he come from and you know and and how he excelled in life himself he says listen to me i'm counting it all rubbish i have calculated in my heart and my mind that that is rubbish somebody say rubbish and then he goes on to say he goes on to say in verse verse 9 says he says, I want to be found in him. Somebody say, in him. Not having my, my righteousness, which is from the law, but, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God on the basis of faith. He's saying, listen, I can't afford my mentality, our mindset. It has to change so that so, I mean, so that so, plaudits, accolades, al- al- praise, achievements. When people pat you on the back and say something good, Good to you that, you know, for, that, that, that from a worldly perspective, how many of know anything that someone does for you or to you that takes you up and as to your esteem, your worth, your value system that makes you walk on tiptoe and push out your chest, anything that could take place in your life that does that to you, has the, if it has the power to take you up, it's got the power to do what? To bring you down. If something has the power to make you feel right, he or she, or money, if something out there makes you feel secure, otherwise that is not God. Amen? You are under the influence right there of an elemental force. Right there. If something could... Add to Come come on, we've got, we've got all kinds of stuff that do that to us. But we've got to keep checking ourselves and evaluate yourselves. The Bible says to evaluate yourself to see whether or not you are in the faith. Paul says, I want to be found. I want to make sure that I want to be found not having a righteousness of my own that comes from law, but one that is in Him through faith. I want my value systems, my, va- my worth, my value, my esteem, Amen? Whether or not I feel good about myself, to be based solely on my relationship with God. I, I, somebody asked me why. Because let me tell you something, what the world would do for you, what your friends would do for you, what society would do for you, it, it is, 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 is not constant. They love you today and hate you tomorrow. They say Hosanna today and tomorrow they say crucify him, crucify him. Come on, somebody, amen. Your your stocks and your money be worth this much today, and then tomorrow after the market crash, it be that it be that tomorrow, amen. i many even know the only one constant thing in this world is like Malachi chapter three says, "I am the Lord, and I do not what I do not change." I ain't going to switch on you. I, this is a post that I have learned to be content. I've learned to feel good in myself now. Amen. Whether I have a lot going on for me or I, have a, I possess a lot or I have very little. Why? Because God became his source. God became his provider. And we're not talking just materialistically. i many of us know we need to allow God to meet us in our very place of need? Oh, you didn't hear me. You see what I touched here when I said that very place of need? Then we want to have to like, use people to make you feel like a man or a woman. Are you hearing me? I'm preaching to myself here right now. Come on, somebody! Don't don't you want to be free? Amen. So uh, that, well, that's I mean from now we we walk in, we still walk to a degree in some serious enslavement to people's opinions. Amen. Before you make a decision about something, you're always ch- checking yourself to see whatever people will think about you and how they might look at you. Are I, 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 you hearing me? Whether they would approve. Oh, praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. Some of you Facebook type warriors. I bet sometimes we type. You know what? Ooh, what are they going to think about that? Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. All right. Very, very quickly. Paul says also, in Philippians 3, he says we need to have a mindset where we're willing to suffer loss. Amen? Hallelujah. Suffer loss. Verse 7, he says, But whatever things were gained to me, these things I have considered a loss because of Christ. How many people want Jesus. I'm are willing to stretch. God, I didn't get as much. Amen. It's just now, yeah. I mean, no. When you're going to reach for Jesus, you're going to have to let go of something. Amen. And but some of us will have to play that that poker, you know. I ain't going to show my hand until I see what the others have got. Amen. But I mean, no. We've got to be willing to suffer loss. Jesus says, "Whoever loses their life for my sake will gain." Are you hearing me? I'm not going to keep it long. Be seven minutes and I'm done. Seven, maximum. Oh, yeah. All right. Who, he says, whoever, if you're willing to lose, then you're game. But if you try to hang on. When, so Paul is saying, listen, God is calling me into a relationship with him. That's Remember, that's the high calling. Amen. No, you're not going to uh, 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 experience God without stepping out. You're not gonna we, we could we could intellectually and cerebrally know about God but you're not gonna know him experience him Paul says listen I've suffered loss the loss of all things and consider them dung somebody say dung if you knew what it really translated into Greek <laughs> amen it, it it says in order that I may gain Christ and may be found in him. I'm willing to let go of everything. I'm willing to take this risk. I'm willing to, to step out to know him that I do not know yet. I'm willing, and to do that, I'm willing to step into the unknown. Are you hearing me? When God called Abram, what did he say? Pack up. Leave. And go to the place I'm about uh, that I will show you. So start your journey. Start stepping out. You know what? I ain't leaving here until I know where you want me to go. <laughs> that, that's not how you know God. When God says leave, step out. God says, you, you can't be saying, well, I want to see what you're going to give me. Amen. I need to see where my foot is going to set down. Come on, somebody. I want to see how this blessing is going to. Are you hearing me? Paul says, no, you are got to be prepared for loss. Yeah. You've got to be prepared for loss. To lose in order to, to gain Christ. Man, some of us, we've got a problem even just giving up our rights. Even when we ain't right. <laughs> Never mind giving up. we got a problem giving up our wrongs. <laughs> Never mind our rights. Amen. How many times in our relationships do we fight for a right? Do we defend our cause and back our own corner? How many times do we feel like we need to justify ourselves and someone says something and no, we've got to correct them because we don't want them to, we're not going to let them get away and have that view of us. There's a time right there and then to just give up your rights, to make others right. That's what it takes sometimes. We, we, we've got to really, really learn and challenge ourselves and our mentality. You know, and, and we need to pray on this one. I really, we really, really need to pray on this one to check ourselves. Do I really need to answer this? Do I really need to say something? Or would it just cause more division, more disharmony? Is this an opportunity for me, for me to give up my right so that I can make something that's more important right? Amen? I'm closing. Amen. Somebody say plus ultra. Plus ultra. Hallelujah. Take, look at your name and say, there's more for you. There's more for you. Philippians 3.12 says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. So Paul says, god got a hold of my life for a reason i can't afford to be thinking like i've arrived or oh, i've got to where i have got to amen don't worry i'm coming amen i mean, even know when it comes to god it's a progress it's a, it's a journey of progressive revelation that there's more and more of god you know the angels stand in heaven before god and they cry holy 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 is the lord god almighty ask me how long for i'm glad you are forever if, if you stood before me and looked at me you're only gonna say holy for about a couple of minutes because after you get a good look at me it ain't all that holy amen but when you look at god there's this don't don't laugh at me if i stood before you anyway praise the lord you but they stand before god and they see dimension after dimension, the unfolding of God's glory. Who God is, what He, he just goes, He just goes on. His goodness, His mercy, just goes on and on and on. And, and that's why they just stand and say, "Holy." You know what holy means? Set apart. There is none like You. None can compare to You. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty oh come on somebody you know you, can I tell you something listen you can do that right now in your life with your walk with God every day you can wake up and and and, and sense God and, and experience God and it'll make you say Jesus, holy whoa God have you ever had those moments with God just does something in your life through your life with, with a little with a wretched soul like you and he said there was none like God man Jeez, only God can treat me this good only God can do this in my life only oh hallelujah holy watch this so somebody say there's more of God not that we read it but Greek mythology tells us that Hercules those people who used to believe in that stuff tells us that Hercules constructed two pillars near the straits of Gibraltar to to mark the edge of the then known world these pillars bore the warning ne plus ultra or there is no more there's no more beyond they served as a warning to sailors and navigators to go no further essentially shutting the door on any future possibilities basically what happened back in the 1400s i think it was the 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 1400s i think it was that 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 they made maps and sailors believed the world believed that the world was flat and then if you kept sailing if you kept going that you're going to reach the edge of the world and do what drop off this belief became so prevalent that they began to to make maps and on the the maps and then on the edge of these maps they would put near plus ultra over here they put near plus ultra this don't go beyond here there's no more after here there's no more after here what have you written on the map of your life When you think about your existence and and, and your purpose in life, have you written, Ne plus Ultra, there's no more here for me? I can only go travel so far I can only accomplish so much I can only achieve this and then you write net plus ultra for whatever reason because of a sickness because of a lack of this or a lack of that or this happened in your past or that happened in your future but let me tell you something your past doesn't have that much power on you and what you think might happen in the future does not have that much power on you the power is in your today because the Bible says today is the day of salvation when you allow God to move in your life he will make sense of your past and establish your future watch this watch this too much time spent looking back at what happened what could have been what you missed out will hinder and frustrate you too much time spent even looking at the vision ahead of you will hinder and frustrate you give the past it's allotted time give the future is allotted time but the most time should be spent on your today your present because it's what you do today with god which which will designate and define your past it will make all those things work together for good it's what you do today which will establish your future are you hearing me Anyway, they they, they 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 so they made maps, just like people map out their life and plan their life and their existence, and they and they say to themselves, young and old, because we we I do even know they were under a elemental spirit. Are you hearing me? It was a slave mentality that made them say, near plus ultra. There's nothing more beyond here for me. I'm not going any any for, any further. But watch this spain this 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 idea this this thinking that, that 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 there's the that there's the edge of the world and that's it that's all was so prevalent that spain's national motto and their flag they writ on their flag ne plus ultra until one day a man acting on an inner conviction in him Decided to set sail with three boats or ships. I can't remember my history lesson. Now, Columbus it was anyway the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Hallelujah, yes. Amen. Set sail and they found this new world. Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen. He set sail to unknown waters. Unknown waters. Not known, unknown, set sail to unknown destination and discovered new lands, new opportunities. And then Spain, they dropped the nay from their flag and changed their, their motto to plus ultra. Plus ultra. There is more beyond here. There is more for your life. More can happen irrespective of your age your circumstance your predicaments today god is telling you more can happen oh pray i wish somebody say amen irrespective of what you got what it ain't got who is for. listen if god before you who can be against you more can happen whatever's taking place in your relationships more can happen it doesn't matter where you're at in life more can happen hallelujah it marked the dawn plus ultra today in Valladolid Spain you'll find a monument to Christo- Christopher Columbus and watch this its most interesting feature is this, a statue watch this of a lion destroying the first part of plus Ultra the NE breaking it in pieces and I thought wow that's quite prophetic I don't know if they meant it or not, but I don't even know Christ's imagery is that of a lion who takes off the can't do it from our lives. Destroying, I want to let you know today, church, God himself has destroyed that ne. And he's telling you there is more for you. That's how our mentality has to become. Go on, stand there, stand with me today. if you ever start thinking you've arrived guess what ask me what then you've arrived because you ain't going nowhere else (laughs) how many people know that if you start thinking that's it I've arrived you've arrived that's it you're stuck right there if you ever start thinking that's if some people think I've arrived not even from a positive but from a negative sense they say it's all messed up or this is where it's at and that's it for me that's the same as saying I've arrived guess what if you think like that then you've arrived that's all you're gonna that's that's where you're gonna stay if you start thinking you know it all guess what ask me what then you know it all you know all that you're gonna know are you you hearing me plus ultra there's more Won't you just lift your hands and lift your hearts before God right now and begin to pray and say God help me to see more for my life Help me to see beyond the limitations that an enslaved mentality has entrenched upon me. Come on, pray, pray. Come on, you've got to see more for yourself. Help me to see.